Twisted Pearls, a podcast with pearls of wisdom with a little twist of humor and common sense. In our complicated everyday world, sometimes filled with more questions than answers, get your cup of clarity with Jenny and Katie. These two friends, co-workers, and collaborators have come together to share their practical approach to common everyday situations with conversation, humor, and good sense from occasionally different perspectives. Hello. Hello. I'm Jenny. I'm Katie. And we're Twisted Pearls. Yes, we are. <laughs> you have pearls on today. I do. <laughs> and they're twisted. And they're twisted. <laughs> they are. Did you plan that? I did not. This is one of my favorite necklaces, and it's very gaudy. It's a very statement piece. It is a statement piece, <laughs> and my friend Lenny gave it to me, and it is one of my favorite necklaces. I love it. I think that it's huge. You need a photo of it. I'm sure you want to take my picture. <laughs> it is one of my favorite. I have pieces. a tiny, tiny necklace on, and you have like <laughs> ginormous. Eight. It's like an eight in one. It's cute, though. I love lots of necklaces. Yeah, it's cute. And I'll layer necklaces, too. Yeah, I bought this little clasp off Amazon Yeah, that you can make any of your little necklaces into, like, a three. I love that. Three things. Yeah. Have you worn it? No, I just got it. Oh, okay. I have some necklaces that, like, are one necklace, but they look like several. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when I wear the necklaces that's more than one, they get all tangled and jangled. So I found this little attachment that you can that it keeps them all kind of more separated mine are not separated mine are just like a tangled twisted mess but it looks good though i know i love that yeah (laughs) well today's episode is preparing for menopause 40s edition okay here we go so i'm 48 and i'm 41 Yes, we were going over that a while ago, and Katie thought I was 47, and she says, crap, I missed a whole year, and we got to laughing And so I said, hard. I would have never known if you wouldn't have told me. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> After you hit 45, they all just kind of mush together, yeah. and you know. So I've been going through menopause, perimenopause, a little longer than you have, which I don't even think you're really going through it yet. No. <laughs> think that there's definitions that that people need to talk about a little bit more because menopause is one thing but perimenopause can last like what like a decade or longer yeah yeah and it can start like in your mid-30s I believe mine started about 38 yeah the hot flashes started then the um the mood swings started then okay and um that's probably all that really started because I've had a period up until about 45, 46. Okay. And then I get one period a year. <laughs> one a year, guys. One a year. It's like. And it's like the period of all periods. It's like. Like I have to stay home for at least 24 hours. Yeah. And I'm not cramping. Do you have like any precursors to that? Like are there any symptoms? No. Like, that you can tell like, oh, it's coming. No. Okay. So it's just like out of the blue. Out of the blue. And I, I have to. Wear one of them ginormous quilted <laughs> maxi pads like you have after you have a child. Like a Kotex. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> and I have to get the heating pad out. 
I'm not cramping. I just feel like the heating pad does something else. But for 24 hours, man, that pad is being changed every 20 to 30 minutes. It's nuts. And it lasts a full 10 days. And then it goes away. And then I'll have another one for a year. And I've when, been, I've been when tested. When did this start? Um, when I was about 46, it started. I was on the road to, with no periods. And I was like, okay, three more months. And I'm in the clear. And then I get my period. And I'm like, oh, we got to start over. And it lasts for 10 days. And it is insane. It yeah, is. That's a lot. And I don't wear a tampon because I feel like that's probably making it worse. So I have to wear this ginormous pad. And it's like being in the seventh grade <laughs> all over again. And it's it's horrible. And um, so... So it, when I was 46, it happened. At 47, it happened. And now I'm at 48, and it has not happened, knock on wood. So I'm sitting here, and this is the month that always happens is October. And it hasn't happened yet. So in my brain, I'm like, oh, Jesus, take the wheel. Am I there yet? When so, is it? When do you cross the 12-month mark? It'll be January for me. Okay. January will be. So like if that's, like, how are you going to feel then? If you make it to January. Well, I'm probably going to get all excited and jump for joy. But, um, I, I mean, seriously, like I go months on months on months with no period. No sign. I can feel myself ovulating just a little bit. I've had my ovaries. Um, we've gone for ultrasounds and they're like, they're shriveling up. And that makes me feel like a little old woman. Because she'll say, I can't find your right ovary. <laughs> it's vanished. And, and I get to laughing. <laughs> Because she's like, it's shriveling up like I'm 93 or something. They should probably come up with like a different word than shrivel. She called it shriveled up. I think one of those, <laughs> no, you went with me on a mammogram once. Uh-huh. Yeah, never mind. I thought maybe you might have been in there with me. But um, yeah, it shriveled up is not a, a sexy word. Um, and then um, I've been, I've had my cervix like biopsy to make sure nothing was wrong. It came back fine. You know, so I'm just, yeah. I think you should tell that story. Shriveled up? No, the mammogram story. Oh, my gosh. So this was about (laughs) the time I was 45 or, I don't know, mid-40s. Because that's kind of something you start around that perimenopause age, too, is the mammogram. The mammogram. And you got to do it. And you have to do it. And I do every year. And I've never, ever been nervous to get a mammogram. Ever. We don't have breast cancer in our family. When I turned 40, I started doing them because my mom told me to. And so I've never been worried about going in. They go in, they look, they say, they give me the thumbs up, I walk out. It's not bad, y'all, either. Like, I feel like people used to, and maybe it used to be, but Well, they'll give you the the results right there in the office. Yeah, and like, but it's not like the most painful thing that's ever happened either. No. It's kind of awkward, but like, it's not painful, really. No, no. And so I went in. I didn't have a care in the world, y'all. I was waiting for them to take me back. I was actually texting with Katie and Scott. Not together, but separate. And um, she took me in, and she looked at one breast, and then she looked at the other and said, okay, go sit down and wait, and we'll bring your results. I went back in, and I was texting with Scott, and then I was texting with Katie. And she came in and looked at me and says, we've got an issue with one of your breasts. And I said, huh? I mean, total blindside. And I I said, what are you talking about? And she said, 
well, I think we have found something. We need to take you over for ultrasound. Well, my brain went into complete spiral stage four breast cancer. <laughs> Just, I went, I lost it. And I text Katie. I text Scott first and said, they found a spot. You need to come over here right now. I was at Lundberg's. And he said, I'm in Wingo. And so I text Katie. I was like, Katie, they found a spot. You've got some, I'm losing my mind. I'm, I'm not prepared for this. It was like 30 days before Madison was getting married. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember them taking me back, and I was just like, what is happening? I started to get very nervous, and I started backtracking, like I didn't want to go do it. And they were like, come on, it's fine. You're going to be fine. We just need to look and see what this is. If it's a, She said the word mass, and I <laughs> spiraled even more out of control. Katie busts up into the Lundberg, goes past the receptionist <laughs> looking for me, I don't know if you were opening doors. I have no clue. I was clue. like, Jenny, Jenny, <laughs> where is she? <laughs> you talk office. about calling in the troops. <laughs> the Katie op- just busts in. <laughs> the office, our office is like a block. One minute yeah. from there. And so like, I was like, this is going to be bad. Oh no. Like, <laughs> and so like, I like was there probably in like less than five minutes. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. And like. I don't know. And so she found me and, and bust up in there, and I have no clothes on. I'm in my panties, I think. And this thing. I was over, like, you have pants on. Did I have pants yeah, on? Yeah, I think so. And, and then I have this, this open robe thing on in the front, and she starts doing the, mammar- the ultrasound. So Katie has seen all of the breasts, and I have a lot of breasts. And um, so she looks at it and she says, nope, nope, it must have been a shadow or something. And, and then I made her do the other one. <laughs> hey, you got to do what you got to do. I said, do the other one. And she was showing me what cancer looks like. And like, I, and I could be wrong. I think cancer had like, it might be, it's not hollow. Maybe it was solid. I can't remember what she says. It's been a couple of years. And she was like, no, it's, it's fine. It's a shadow or it's not this. And I was like, thank God. And so then I could just breathe. And I remember, um, Katie standing in there and she was like, you can get dressed now. And I remember just standing there in my little robe and just crying. Do you remember me crying? Mm-hmm. I cried and I cried and I cried. I just let it out. I mean, it's probably a year's worth of cry. And Katie just stood there and was like, I would hug you, but you have no clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> I think you laughed. <laughs> It would just be really awkward. Anyway, that's my mammogram story. But I am a nervous wreck every time I go now. Yeah. It's, it's the trigger of that day. I get It takes me a while. To, I really have to work myself up to walk in because <laughs> I'm so nervous. Yeah, and I think everybody was like, what is happening? Like, and we probably scared everybody in there. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. But, like, it is important to tell people, like, when you're freaking out. Yeah, it is. But, yeah, so I've had them, and I've never had one that eventful before. I'll say that. <laughs> eventful. It was eventful. Um, but, yeah, it is, like, getting closer to that time, and there's not a lot. I think there's more people that talk about it now. Mm-hmm. Like, the things. Women have to go to the doctor, like, significantly more than men anyway. Yes. Well, you have a pap smear. You have a mammogram. You have a physical. And then any other things you've got to do, like women like to go – you know, to the dermatologist, and they like, yeah, there's a lot. I'm just, I try to do group mine all together. Like, I do my mammogram and my physical in January. My pap smear is actually tomorrow. Yeah. So I'm going to have to work myself up to walk in there. <laughs> <sighs> I feel like 
I always find something. So I'm just going to go in and say, I haven't had my period yet. Let's get this show on the road and let's get my hormones renewed every month. Yeah, I think like I had mine like a week and a half ago or something like that. And so like there is just that like, oh yeah, when it comes back, you're like, oh good. Mm -hmm. But then I think too, like they test your, like you can get your hormones checked now too if you're having symptoms and there's like all sorts of things to do. people don't know that. When, yeah. If you're going into, if you're having hot flashes not or you're sleeping. not sleeping or you're, you notice your moods are not normal. Your kids will tell you probably, um, cause your husband's scared too. <laughs> but, um, you know, you just ask your OBGYN to have your blood work done. You need to have your cortisol checked and you need to have, um, You're you know. You're blowing up a lot. Yeah. Estrogen and, you know, testosterone. You need to have all of that checked and. That can help. And that can help. And yeah. so. You know, I went on a rant a couple weeks ago about you need to have your cortisol checked. They don't check that, and that needs to be checked because that could be a, a reason why you're gaining weight and you're not sleeping. Sleep is so important. Yeah. All the menopause things, I, you know, I, I'm learning about that, but I don't know. My mom was, I can't remember exactly how, I think she was like 50 or probably 50 or 55 mm-hmm. between that age, so. I just start, like, and I have PCOS, so I've always had, like, hormonal things, so I don't know how different that's going to be for me, but I know, like, the sleep is always a thing for me, like, trying to make sure I have a good night's sleep, and I think when you're having changes in hormones, the sleep is a key piece. And your sex life, too. Like, people will say things like, um... I don't want to have sex. I'm tired. Well, yeah, you are. You are tired. And especially if you've been married for 20 plus years and you have teenage kids probably at that time and you're not getting a lot of sleep because you're probably waiting up for them. And you're most likely, you're probably not going in two different directions if you've been married for over 20 years, but you're just tired. Both of you are tired. And um, I really feel like if you're not having sex, um, and of course, you're not going to have sex every day if you've been married for 20 years or plus. But if you're not having sex, you probably need to sit down and have a conversation with your spouse or your significant other. And then you need to go talk to your doctor on why you don't have a sex drive. Because, yeah, you know, sex doesn't stop when you're 40s and it doesn't stop in your 50s or your 60s. I mean, it really shouldn't stop. And that's a really deep connection that you need to have with your spouse or yeah. your significant other. And I think the deep connection piece is the key. Yeah. Like figuring 100%. out like, okay, things are changing. Our schedules are changing. Mm-hmm. Our lifestyles are changing. How do we stay connected? Yeah, a hundred percent. And um, so I am going to try something new. I am, um, when I go to see my gynecologist tomorrow, I'm, I am very interested in, um, and I could say this wrong, but you will correct me. I'm sure ashwagandha. Did I say it right? I think that was pretty close. So a friend of mine told me that uh, a local pharmacy has compounded ashwagandha and holy basil and something else that starts with an R. It's like R-H-I-O-L-O. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. I can't remember the name of it. Hmm. But they compounded all three of those together. And um, it's really helping her with her sex life. It's helping her with sleep. All of the above. and um, Nice. So um, I'm hoping that they are probably going to do my blood work tomorrow and then um, send it over and hopefully this local pharmacy can maybe give me the same thing. I may not need it. My biggest thing is I'm crashing during the day right now. Yeah. Multiple times. And I think it's... Exhausted. I think communicating 
all of those things, anything that impacts like your quality of life more for longer than like a week. Like if you're just recovering from something or in a like a super temporary funk, that's one thing. But if it's going on and you're feeling mm-hmm. or it's impacting you or you feel different than you normally, I think just communicating that to your yeah. doctor and then finding other support. We've talked about that before to have as much support around your own health and Yes. This is no different. Correct. A hundred percent. And advocate for yourself. Yeah. So if, you know, if you're going, everybody goes for a physical, not everybody, but if you go for a physical, you get your blood work done, but you're not getting your hormones checked for that physical. So when you go for your OBGYN appointment, uh, ask them to run your hormones. It's a blood test. It's a couple of blood tests and make sure they put cortisol in there and, you know, I'm not dogging the OBGYNs around here, but it's just not part of the physical they're thinking. You know, they're just like, you're having night sweats and you're having hot flashes and your sex drives down. Oh, you're in menopause, but no one really gives you an answer. That sucks. Yeah. I, I need I need a hormone specialist to sit down and explain <laughs> that I'm not losing my mind. Right. And, you know, and that you can have sex in your 50s again and you and enjoy it. And sleep you can sleep and you're not going crazy and you you know a hot fl- I'm not having hot flashes anymore yeah now that I'm on hormone therapy I'm not and um that's and there's good. a right way and a wrong way to do all this it too. is it is you just need to you know talk to your OBGYN or you need to contact a pharmacist around our area that compounds and knows what they're talking about with hormones and there are two or three around here that will sit down and talk to you about it and I don't feel like you should be miserable for 10 years. No, you should not. <laughs> and your husband shouldn't either. No. So he should not. And your kids shouldn't be. It's just an indicator to take charge a little bit and to get some answers mm-hmm. and talk to your friends because your friends are probably doing things that they're not, that you're not talking about. I know because everybody thinks it's embarrassing. I don't think it's embarrassing. I talk to everybody I can about hormone therapy. Yeah. Like if I have a friend that calls me and they're like, um, when was your last period? Or I'm having hot sweats I'm, or not sweats. I'm like, you need to call a local pharmacy that compounds Strawberry Hills, Lone Oak Pharmacy, West Town Pharmacy. I think those are the three around here that compound. There's probably even others. There's maybe others. And you call them. I know that like Michelle Lowe will sit down with you. I know that Strawberry Hills will sit down with you. Um, I'm sure West Town Pharmacy will. And just go over the facts and, you know. I've been on it for two months now. There's some things I want to change, but there's some things I'm not going to change because yeah. they're, they're working out for me. And it takes time. It doesn't. They don't work overnight. No, no. I've been on. I'm I'm much better than I was that day. I called you from Lexington in June, and you were like, "Jenny, have you slept?" And I'm like, "I don't know." And I cried on the phone with you for like 20 minutes. And yeah. You're like, okay, we're gonna call a pharmacy <laughs> on Monday, <laughs> and you're gonna make an appointment because. You're not sleeping, and you're uh, like a ball of emotions. And I was. Yeah. I was like, what's wrong with me? And you were like, (sighs) (laughs) Well, but you need people in your life that you can call and be honest with that will tell you that and not just tell you to, like, put your big girl panties on. Sometimes you need to do that, too. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you just need to try something else. Yeah. And get some some long-term solutions lined up. I agree. But here we go. We're going we're gonna to go into it. It's going to happen to you. Yeah. I'm probably going to be done with it, and then you're going to go through it. Probably. So I'm going to have to have the grace with you that you've had with me. 
Oh, good. How do you think I've been in the last two months since I've started the um, HTR? I think you just seem like yourself just much more relaxed and I would say well-rested. You, I know for a fact that you've been, encountered some really intense situations that prior to feeling as good as I feel like you feel mm-hmm. that you would have handled differently. I think yeah. it's just allowed you to be yourself more. Yeah, that's what I thought too. I've been myself more. Yeah, not as edgy or emotional. Yes, oh, emotional crap. <laughs> Mm. And that's okay. Like, mm-hmm. everybody gets to be that sometimes. But Yeah, I agree. Well, we'll see if I have a period. Woohoo, period watch 2024. <laughs> Hashtag. Let's, let's hope that I don't. <laughs> let's hope that I make it. Scott's, to- like, Scott's like, what if we do make it? I mean, do we have, like, a celebration? What's going on? Does it? Yes. I was like, I just, I'm the, my grandmother was completely through menopause at the age of 47. Completely done. Yeah, that's wild too, how different ages women are when that mm-hmm. happens. But she also birthed nine children. It was but like, we're done. We done. She was completely through menopause at the age of 47. Now, my mom had a hysterectomy after me, so I can't judge it on her. Yeah. But you, if that is an indica- indicator, if you can look at your mother or your grandmother and find out when they were completely through, that's around the area you're probably going to finish as well. It's a so, good tip. It is a good tip. All right. Well, that's all I've got today. Do you have anything to add? I think I don't think so. I think that's pretty good. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see you later. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Twisted Pearls with your hosts, Jenny and Katie. Remember to subscribe and rate us wherever you listen. You can find us on Facebook or our website, twistedpearlspodcast.com.